Welcome back. We're here, and it is the season for the reason. I might have said that wrong. Anyway, what we're going to start out with are some holiday gifts for people you don't give a fuck about. Maybe you hate them. Maybe you just are annoyed by them. But whatever the case, you want to get them something around this time of year, but you also don't want them to think that you care about them or what you were going to give them at all, really. You probably got it on sale. Now, with that said, let's just run down the list, shall we? Number one, a self-help book. Yeah, because nobody wants to become a better person through you and your gift giving. Number two, world's okayest boss mug. I love it. It says, you're not a bad boss, but I wasn't going to give you the great mug, you son of a bitch. Number three, dirty socks. Preferably dirty socks in a used box or an old Amazon box, but you can tell that you opened it and took something else out and put the dirty socks in. Number four, a gift card to somewhere that no one goes. Radio Shack is the first thing that came to mind. I would be so mad. Number five, whatever they gave you the previous year. Now, honestly, while that is a bit of a slap in the face or a dick in your mouth, whatever you say, I don't know. It does say, fuck whatever you gave me, but it doesn't really have that oomph to it. A locked box without a key. It would be pretty funny to just, like, steal somebody's mini safe and have no way to open it and then give it to someone else. I like that. A cheap perfume gift set. I don't know if I agree with that, but cheap perfume is my jam. A gift for their child that's difficult to assemble. I like that. I like that a lot. Fuck your Sunday. Put together this weird thing I bought for your child's name that I don't know. A shirt that's too small. I do like that. I like that a lot. Don't buy a shirt that's too small for somebody that you're smaller than. They'll think that you just want them to give it back to you. Buy something comedically small, like a child size. Number 10, a popcorn tin without the good flavors. Ooh, go ahead and pluck the flavors that you like out of there and give it back. Number 11, something useless with sentimental value. Like, oh, I bought this loaf of bread the day that we met, and I kept the ends and the bag twisted so that I could give this to you one day, and it would speak volumes about our friendship. Number 12, a donation to an organization they don't like. I like that, too. Like, if your whole life is about fighting for lupus, and I give you something for breast cancer. Mm. 13, used candles. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got a couple of used candles and I've been thinking about what to get a couple people. 
Number four, a condom with a personalized note. Oh, that's my shit. I would have gone for a used condom, but this is less gross, so it makes sense. Number 15, a gift certificate to an out-of-state boutique, preferably that does not have a website. Number 16, a moo if those can still be purchased somewhere. Fat ladies, talk to me. Number 17, $50 in $1 gift cards. I love it. McDonald's used to be great for that. They used to have a bunch of $1 ones and they would give them to you in a book that kind of looked like a checkbook, but they weren't checks. Anyway, number 18, something they're allergic to. Ah, uh, the old classic. I don't like you and I don't care that you can't eat this peanut butter. Number 19, a prank mug. Not bad. Number 20, trash bags labeled as storage bags. Booyah, moving soon, these are for you. Number 21, sugar-free gummy bears. For those of you who haven't had the chance, go ahead and look up what sugar-free gummy bears do to people in Amazon. You will shit yourself to death. Number 22, actual feces. Now, it doesn't have to be human, but it would be preferable if it was. There's just something really funny to me about some of your worst diarrhea stuff in a box, and it's got sprinkles of corn and all kinds of sage, thyme in it. Number 23, an accessory to something that they don't own. Oh, here's a, uh, a nice remote for your television. Oh, uh, this is a Samsung remote. It only works for Samsung. I see. Well, you're welcome. Number 24, weight loss books. Now, see, that one's difficult because people need to lose weight. And if you don't tell them, how will they know? Number 25, a dog. Yeah, how dare you? Number 26, just an envelope with nothing in it. You know how everybody does it to see the cash fall out. <laughs> nah, the gift is the envelope, my boy. Number 27, a glitter bomb. Eh, that one's for children, but if you really hate them and want to watch them, pick that shit up. Number 28, free samples. I love it. Samples of, like, sausage that you got walking through Costco. Number 29, a towel. Preferably not a body towel. Give them the medium. It's not good for anything but drying your hands. Number 30, a low quality gift. Now this could be anything, but I'd like to say that a piece of paper with a drawing of them, a rudimentary drawing, that's good. Really tests like, will they thank me for this gift? Number 31, something that does good for the world. I mean, I, I can't think of something that does good for the world. Maybe like a recycling bin or something like that. Oh, oh, before you throw out your ring around your six packs, here's something special that you can cut the plastic with and save fish. Number two, a rubber dick. I guess that's a dildo, but I don't know if they're made out of rubber. Number 33, a toothbrush. Hygiene is important. And there's no time like Christmas to tell you so. And lastly, number 34, a globe. Now, 
Globes are probably more expensive than you think. We're just going to go ahead and look it up right now. Uh, yeah, I'm seeing them for $65. So it's not a cheap gift, and you can feel good about having given it. But at the same time, no one wants a globe. And now that we've got Google Maps, you can pretty much see anything you need to. It's just the ultimate in, I don't like you. All right, well, after the holidays, we'll check back in. If anybody gave one of those gifts to somebody, you let me know, man. I've got to know how they took it. Did they say thank you? You know, I honestly can't remember if I like got into it before, so I'm going to try to keep this uh, brief-ish. Um, I believed in Santa Claus way longer than people should. Like, I believed in Santa Claus until I was in the seventh grade. Um, not because, you know, I just refused. Well, that I did. I, I refused to hear it. There is a reason, though. Like, there was a guy. I hope he is alive somewhere. I hope he laughs his ass off. Um, I was staying with uh, my grandfather one Christmas. I was like, let's say eight. Might have been close to ten. <laughs> eight is close to ten. But, um, so, you know, my mom and I are out in Chicago. And we're in this really nice neighborhood. And uh, my grandpa is like, uh-oh, there's Santa Claus. You better get to sleep because it's Christmas Eve, you know. And as a kid, once you understand toys are coming, very difficult to get me to go to sleep. I just couldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. And honestly, I didn't even really want to open gifts early. A little bit later. I, I, I probably was still good with opening like one before then. Plus, I was peeking and trying to peel stuff back all the time. But that night, he told me that. And then he points outside. I go look out the front. And it's snowing. Like, it's perfect. Granted, Chicago's winters, I wouldn't wish on anybody. I look outside in my grandpa's front yard. And there is... Santa in a sleigh with reindeer. I freak out and I was like, holy shit, I gotta go to sleep, which I'm sure all the adults in the house loved. Um, and yeah, I carried that with me. Like as I got older and some kids started like saying, oh, Santa Claus isn't real. You couldn't tell me shit. Because I was like, nah, I've seen him. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He's real. It took me so long to accept the fact that this dude, for some reason, had just gone way above and beyond. I don't know how much it costs to rent a sleigh unless he built it and got it detailed and painted because he was planning on doing that every year, which is possible because a sleigh rental, I feel like that's got to cost hundreds of dollars, if not more. Also that you can make kids excited for 15 seconds at a time, one night a year. That's almost as crazy as really being Santa. How much does it cost to rent reindeer? Or do you raise them somewhere close by in Illinois 
and come out to Chicago for that. Like it's it's uh and then there's the suit, like the whole thing. Even now I'm just like, was that Santa? Because who would go through that much effort unless you're like fulfilling some make a wish kids dream. I don't get it. And yeah, it wasn't until the seventh grade that I finally accepted the fact that, okay, like I think my mom had had enough and she was like, okay, you're getting older. And she was probably ready for some credit for the gifts uh, for my entire life. Like, all right, there is no made up person. It's me. I'm willing to take your thanks from now on. You can address it to me. I would write her notes, elaborate notes about what I wanted under the guise that they would be getting to Santa. I remember one year I asked for a million dollars. We weren't like dirt poor or anything. I just wanted a million dollars and I asked for that. I think she gave me like a hundred, might've been 20 because she wasn't crazy, but whatever it was, I opened it and I was like, the fuck? I told him $1 million. What is Santa doing? And yeah, all that stuff. But when I look back on how long I bought into that, I wish that I could talk to that guy and just ask him, like, why did you do that? Do you know you made me look like a fool? I was telling teachers. I told anybody, anybody who I thought I might be able to convince, like, look, he is real. You just have to believe. All right. I've seen him. Maybe not everybody's going to see him. But uh, yeah. He's making a list and he's checking it twice. Hey Grant, it's your brother David. I'm calling because uh, we just got the gift that you sent to Matthew. He was really excited about getting something from his uncle. Um, I mean, did you only get him coal? Because we opened up that box and there were like four pieces of coal in there. Is there a gift coming? Or are you just be in a total dick bag right before Christmas? Okay, so I was uh, honestly going to read some comments from a disgusting porno video. First, I was going to go back to the porn where the lady got fucked so hard that she shit the bed. But then I started looking for really ugly porn. Some of the ugliest couples I've ever seen in my life. And then for some reason that took me down. Okay, what about somebody like pooping in the woods and getting caught? I was curious if there were any videos or something like that. I didn't find them and I feel weird about looking for a lot of scat because I don't want Google to start like referring me to a lot of scat porn. And um, but I'm fine with like the ugly people and the girl who poops the bed. Anyway, uh, that led me down news stories involving serial poopers. I learned some interesting things while I was reading. Um, one of them was a professor who had done some work in like crime scenes where burglars would take a dump in someone's home. Um, he would always ask whether or not the poop was hard or soft, because if it was soft, then he said that that could point to them being anxious. Whereas if it was hard, then they were probably anger, angry and bitter. Like maybe they were trying to send a message. You shouldn't have fucked with me. Um, which ultimately led me to this story. The city of San Francisco is taking action to clean up the streets. But what about grocery stores? 
Shoppers at a Safeway in the Marina District got a disturbing surprise over the weekend. Mike, a San Francisco resident, was at the Safeway when he spotted a man pooping in one of the aisles. An open package of toilet paper is seen in the photo sitting near the man. Mike told KRON4 he saw the man go into a nearby Starbucks when he was finished. KRON4 has reached out to a Safeway for statement, but not heard back yet. The story goes on as San Francisco deals with a growing amount of human waste complaints. San Francisco even has a poop patrol, staff members who clean up human waste around the city. Throughout the city, 311 has received more than 25,000 poop complaints this year alone, with the Tenderloin getting the highest number of calls. Last month, San Francisco Supervisor Matt Haney called the city's poop problem a national embarrassment. This is a national embarrassment. It is also, many communities, a disgusting public health crisis. No one should be able to walk about and see poop smeared all over the place. No one should live in these conditions. It is not funny, Haney said. Since then, the city has increased frequency of power washing in trouble areas, as has more public toilets been opened. But many people believe more needs to be done. And the funniest part about this story, I wish that I could share the pictures uh, that I'm looking at because they caught this dude. He took the toilet paper to a totally different aisle, opened a big thing of quilted Charmin, now, here is where I actually have to give some respect. I think this dude is homeless because the back of his hoodie looks quite dirty. Um, but his shoes don't look that old, nor do his pants. Um, he's wearing a belt. Doesn't look like it's made out of cardboard. But he is one of the few public poopers that I've ever seen. And he dropped all kinds of load on this floor because where they had to, like, blur the image it's it's a pretty good size image it's like the size of his shoe um but i respect him taking the toilet paper over you know these people just drop deuces in public and then they leave songs wiping their ass and that is so grody and i don't ever use that word but when i think about somebody walking around with their butt cheeks just rubbing and all kinds of feces in there. It just makes me sick. And he went into a Starburst. You still smell like shit. Well, not him, but like, you remember the lady who pooped and threw it <laughs> in the Tim Hortons? Sorry. In a, in a Tim Hortons, she was mad because she couldn't use um, the toilet. And she had asked, and then she's like, well, fine. And she just shits like right in front of the store. And then started throwing the shit at people who didn't let her use the toilet. That video, that was hilarious. Google it, please. I'm very quick to uh, dismiss shows if they have um, an actor that I don't care for. Like, weird example, but... The Lady from A Handmaid's Tale. I don't know that actress's name. Uh, and even though I saw The Invisible Man, I don't like looking at that woman. So I don't want to watch her stuff. I don't want to see The Handmaid's Tale. I have others. Like, um, there's this movie that's on Hulu. I don't remember the name of it. 
some kind of a lesbian romance um, romantic comedy. It's got Eugene Levy's son in it from Schitt's Creek. Love that show. Love that dude. Um, it, it stars Kristen Stewart, who is the girl from Twilight. And after having seen the first two Twilight movies, because the first one wasn't that bad. After I saw the second one, I told myself, I don't care to see her act anymore. And even though people do change, um, I was just like, nope, not going to be able to do it. But sometimes, sometimes I am proven wrong. I felt the same way about Channing Tatum for a long time. And then somehow I ended up watching 21 Jump Street and I was like, that's not bad. He was funny. And it pained me to say it because I was like, damn it, why did he have to be funny? Now, I watch his films, as long as they're not romantic comedies. And so having said that, um, The Undoing on HBO, thus far, pretty phenomenal. We're only four episodes through, so we've got two episodes left. Um, But... Randomly, I like the people kept saying how good it was, and I was like, fuck it, I will give it a shot. Not that I hate Nicole Kidman. I don't. I thought she had a pretty face when I was a kid. She's always been a stick figure, but now that she's older, she's really, you know, like, okay. I suppose she's choosing good movies. I know that she won an Oscar for, I think, The Hours. I think the last thing that I had watched her in was The Others, which was some weird ghost movie. It wasn't good, and a lot of people had hyped it up, and when I watched it, I was like, this movie sucks. And that was pretty much when I was like, I think I'm done. So when Pretty Little Lies, Pretty Big Lies, I don't know the name of the HBO show she's in. I'm sure she's in something with like Reese Witherspoon. And I was like, no. I don't have a problem with Reese Witherspoon. She's in one of my favorite movies, which is Four Christmases. But, yeah, I was, I was done with Nicole Kidman. I want to say about halfway through episode one of The Undoing, I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, okay, you have me. And then when we really get a good little twist there, I was like, okay, now I want to see it. Now I want to see the whole season. And I stopped right there because I told my wife, like, we have this uh, thing after we've streamed through something then one of us will be like alright I found the next thing and so because we had just finished Mindhunter on uh, Netflix I was like alright I got the next thing and I, I do want to say this Mindhunter I think it's plural if you haven't seen it go do that on Netflix it's great why they're not getting a third season I guess enough people weren't watching it or something because they left off in a really strange place kind of like they knew that there wasn't going to be a third season but there's still a lot further to go um anyway hopping back on to the undoing I was a very pleasantly surprised I don't particularly think much of Hugh Grant either but uh he is doing a, a, a good job weird to see him as this like older dude because when I think Hugh Grant I still see 20 something year old Hugh Grant from the 90s who made all the ladies like lose their minds and I think he was dating Elizabeth Hurley and it wasn't fair and now they're old I'm old and one day 
One day we're all going to be dead. <gasps> but watch the undoing if you've got HBO. Do that noise. And before we leave, I'm very excited. If you know anything about me, I did not, I was not a fan of reality television three, four years ago. Um, but now I'm all about that noise. And one of my uh, first, I think, I think it is the first reality show that I, I got into. 90 Day Fiance, just the regular old, is back tonight. Yeah. And, you know, they've got some new couples. Like, I see there's always an older white lady with a dude who looks like he worked for a Caribbean resort. Uh, there is what looks to be a trans woman and another young guy. Um, they don't say... Oh, no. No, apparently she's not trans because she became pregnant. Oh, she's just got poor bone structure. But as far as people coming back, Tariq and Hazel, I've been looking forward to seeing them again because I thought that that dude was an absolute moron. And he looked like an idiot last year. And he's from Virginia Beach. And I'm like, God damn it, dude. But I'm looking forward to seeing him embarrass himself. There is uh, another newish white couple, Andrew and Amira. They don't look exciting. Mike and Natalie. Natalie was like a psychiatrist in the Ukraine or Russia or something. And um, she was like crazy driven to have a child, even though the dude Mike didn't have a job. And I don't think he was living on his own. And he's like kind of trying to take it slow, but she's not hearing him. Ooh. I'm looking forward to seeing them. And then lastly, Rebecca and Zaid, uh, who I saw on, let's see if I can get the name of this show right. I think that they were on 90 Day Fiance the other way. No, they were on before the 90 Days. Damn it, I was so close. I've seen them all. However, um, she was a private investigator, and he was just a really weird, what country is he from? Uh, he's not Russian, Tunis, Tunis, I think is the name of his country, but he was very, um, Middle Eastern-ish and somewhat controlling, but also the lady kind of lied to him and didn't tell him that I think she was still married. She looks like she's gained a lot of quarantine weight, which is unfortunate, but, uh, Looking forward to seeing that little ship fire too. And then there's another guy. This there's a couple, Brandon and Julia. And Brandon looks like a trans man, but it is not mentioned in this little brief description. Um, but yeah, that'll be out tonight. And I was gonna do a Christmas movie, but who knows? I might just get my wife to help me like commentate for episode one of season eight. I hope that you're all excited and watching. Stay safe, and uh, we'll talk again soon.